Yeah. All right, guys. Hello, everyone. What's up? I have, I'm, you know, one thing I love about doing these little podcasts is just, you know, get to hearing everyone's story because, you know, everyone's on a different point in their journey. Everyone's on a different realm. Everyone's dealing with their own struggles. So today I have a super special guest. I got the one and only Noah. This is the man with the plan, the legend himself. Some people heard of him, but people didn't even realize he existed. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the everything. Noah's here with us today. Mr. Noah, how you doing today, man? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Staying busy these days, man. It's, hey, been, it's, uh, it's been crazy. That's that's all we can do, man. Just stay busy, man. So so what are you what are you doing these days, man? Like what do you what do you what do you do for work? You know, what are you passionate about? Like, you know, what what's 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 the great Noah up to these days, man? Man, so I got a lot going on. So kind of give you a background on yep. me. Um, went to Methodist University, graduated in 2017. I uh, did business management, our business mm. administration and professional golf management. So ever yep. since college, been working full time in the golf business. Um, started out as an assistant golf professional, kind of worked uh -huh. my way up. So now I'm technically the, the head golf professional uh, Valley Hill Country Club, which is a 27-hole yeah. facility in Huntsville, Alabama. Okay. Uh, but apart from that, like, through being in school, kind of being out of school, I've moved yeah. and been to a ton of different places in the country. And, um, you know, I've been, uh, you know, kind of working – you know, teaching a lot, teaching yeah. a lot of golf, doing a lot of golf operations. Mm. And that's what so I've been taking all my time. Okay. So like for us, like non PGA people, cause I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't never played yeah. a day golf in my life. Uh -huh. <laughs> I do a little putt putt here and there, but like, what is like the hardest things with that world, man? Like I know nothing about it. Yeah. So the hardest thing about, I think being a PGA professional is wearing a bunch of hats you know you're mm. you have to be somebody who's kind of that's i mean hard working but kind of talented in a couple of different areas because all everybody in the public associates a pga professional with like somebody that plays on the pga tour and yeah that's not necessarily related at all it actually used to be back in like the old days yeah and then those two entities split up and um, so the folks that you see on TV, they are PGA members of, mm. of some variety. You know, yeah. their, their classification is A3. I mean, they are PGA members, but yeah. um, they make their living strictly off point. Now, a PGA yeah. professional like myself can go out. I'm not an amateur, so I can go out and play if I qualify for something. And I'd mm. be able to take money for that. So that yeah. is like one piece of my skill set, but the other pieces are like managing the golf operation, you know, mm. so managing staff, making sure that the golf course is, you know, operating efficiently every day, uh, depending on what type of facility you're at, whether you're at private, like I am, public, yeah. resort, so on and so forth. And then a lot of it, and this is what I'm personally really passionate about, is teaching okay. the game of golf. Heck yeah. So that's, yeah. I love to teach. Um, I love the, the training piece of it. And I love like the term that we use all the time, like player development, Yeah, like developing people into becoming 
better players than they were before through a series of processes that takes a lot of time. As yeah, man, I mean, maybe after it's all said and done, man, I'm gonna have to take you over some lessons, man, because I'm horrible. Yeah, yeah. I'll be the oh. first one to tell you, man. I'm a, I am the worst, but yeah, man, it's I appreciate right. you giving us a background on that because, like, again, like I'm not gonna I associate PJ with like people you see on TV, which yeah. I imagine they're like the one percent. Like, I think that's like kind of oh like, yeah, they're like the yeah. less than one percent. Truthfully. Yeah, I, for sure, I, I imagine that's exactly how it is. But you know, it's good to get like a good background of like you know, kind of like what you do and all that stuff. So I'm going to switch the gears just a little bit, man. So like, tell me about the fitness journey, man. Like, how's it been? Like, what's yeah. that like? I know you said you've been moving a lot. So I imagine that hasn't made it any easier. So yeah, tell us about the fitness journey, man. Yeah, it's been crazy. So um, one of the reasons why I was so like drawn to the idea of you doing this podcast was kind of yeah. like one, I know you needed, you know, people to hop on here. And two, like, I love talking about it, but it's also yeah. good for me to, like, unpack a lot of stuff because I've been through a lot in the last couple of years. So, you know, by me explaining it, you know, maybe I kind of get my head a little bit more organized. Yeah, man, well. that's, that's what it's here for. Give you the space to talk, so, man. This is what it's here for. Yeah. So my fitness journey started a long time ago mm. and uh, basically started in, like, middle school. Yeah. And um, I, I got into golfing really young like six years old didn't my dad was a golfer didn't play a ton of golf but yeah. just kind of introduced to the game and then I started playing more as I became like 10 11 12 years old yeah and then um so I was a huge baseball kid growing up like I love to play a little league and stuff like that uh -huh. and I didn't I didn't progress at the right time like I believe I didn't, I didn't hit a growth spurt until a lot later. Like kind of still waiting for that, to be honest yeah. with you. Okay. Um, so I was waiting for that second like, spurt, huh? Yeah. When the field got bigger in the yeah. like Babe Ruth league and then the high school league, like I was so small that I was not competitive. Yeah. So I needed to find something else to do. Yeah. And um, well, that's what I decided. I need to find something else to do to make me happier. So I, on top of playing golf kind of recreationally at that point, I also got into running mm. and um, I, I started out, I always wanted to be like a sprinter in middle school. Also found out that I was like not explosive enough for that. Yeah, so I gravitated. Yeah. So I gravitated toward distance running. So like 800 meters, like the mile. Yeah. And um, outside of golf, like, running had a huge impact on me all the way through college. So I kind of parlayed that ability to, you know, I ran on the high school track team around yeah. the cross country team. I was somewhat competitive, but I was kind of like one of those people that was always trying to be the hardest worker in the room. And then um, that. that Methodist, like, I don't know if you know if you knew this, but like I, um, studied golf management there and then for the first couple of years i was on the track team like as a walk-on okay so uh the track team when i first got there was like it was cool like it was a little struggling for participation so i yeah. hopped on the team and um then i ended up kind of opting out of doing that toward the later end of my college career but yeah. uh my fitness journey has been impacted by a lot of really cool people like on the on the running side like had a, a ton of 
great coaches yeah um that really impacted my life like and from early on you know everybody kind of like associates wrong with like a lot of pain yeah and and a little bit of monotony i know i do <laughs> and uh and i had people in my life that actually showed me how it could be fun and that made some, made me want to do it later on in life yeah but my um my fitness journey lately has been like a little bit tumultuous like it's gone from being really non-existent for the last yeah. couple of years to starting to be an everyday part of my life now which Heck is yeah. another reason why i felt it like relevant to be on this because if you had asked me last year like i would have said like man that was something that i used to do and now i don't i don't really do that anymore um but long story short you know, being in the golf business, you're working a ton of hours. I can imagine. Yeah. Depending on the facility you're at, you're like, you're under a little bit of stress trying to make sure that everybody's happy. And you sometimes put their needs outside or ahead of your own. And um, that can affect you in a negative way. And I, I know a lot of golf pros that you know, they, they resort to, you know, doing things that are kind of unhealthy, whether it be eating unhealthy or whether it be like, you know, drinking a lot or doing like extracurricular stuff yeah. upon, uh, just to kind of take the edge off. And um, I, I kind of get, got myself into like a, a bad pattern um, starting. Yes. Yeah, speaking of that bad starting, pattern, I'm, I'm going to cut you off. I'm sorry. Uh, speaking of that bad pattern. So like, that, that, that's kind of like jumping into my next question. So like, what are you doing like now for your fit journey? And I guess tell me about that bad pattern too, man. You know, we got to hear the juicy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We can get into it. So my, my pattern now, um, I, I recently decided like I was going to train for a marathon. So my pattern, my pattern now, marathons, man. this is crazy, crazy stuff, but my, yeah. My pattern now is um, a little bit different because I got I got to do it different because of my work schedule. But I'll show up to work. I'll be at work at like seven a.m. Yeah, uh, I'll work for like seven to twelve. Twelve on, I'll start teaching. Okay. So I'll teach. I'll teach a ladies group at like noon. I'll do that for about two hours. And I'll do some individual stuff. Yeah. Then I'll get into like another some more kid stuff. And that, that'll bring me to like seven o'clock at night. Ooh, okay. And then um, I'll get home, I get home about like seven thirty, eight o'clock. I will, I'll sit down for like maybe 30 minutes to an hour, kind of be on my phone, kind of spend some time with my wife. Yeah. And then. Um, Are you wife? Okay, you married? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm married. Yes, this is, okay, congrats. I like how you slipped that in there, man. Married, I like that. I'm married a couple of years. And then. Um, about nine to nine thirty, I'll throw on my running shorts and my like lit vest, and I'll go run. So when, when you go and run it, like how? Because when you say you're training for a marathon, so like how far are we going, man? Um, so a typical run right now would be like three to five miles. So I'm in the beginning stages, so it's actually that's kind of light, mm. and I'll be doing that like four to five times a week. But on uh, Sundays. 
that would be like my long run day. So I actually kind of transitioned to doing that in the morning. So I don't have to be at work till afternoon. So like this past Sunday, my first long run was like eight miles. Eight miles. Okay. Yeah, and so, so when, when, when you're, sorry, I'm going to cut you off again. So when you're uh, training for this marathon, man, like, like what specifically are you trying to achieve with every run? Like what is like, and I guess like, how did you find that regimen too? Like, like walk me through that process, man. What, what put me in like the wanting to do it? Uh, not, not, well, that too, but like, like, what is your goal for each workout? Cause you said you train for a marathon. So like, what does the prep look like? And like, how did you discover that like workout split for the marathon? Yeah. So, uh, the workout split, like a lot of that's from past experience and then from some new mm. stuff that I've learned through, you know, just diving into some info, watching, you know, I hate, like, hate to admit it, but like, youtube like yeah yeah i'm on youtube (laughs) successful people do it uh and then like tips and tricks and and things that have worked for them um so kind of combine that and also kind of reaching out to you i still like yeah today i talked to you um my track coach in college you know i texted him i was like hey you know i just you know i was thinking about doing this workout like what do you think like what would your goal be so the split the key to it and this is what makes it fun and this is what makes people that don't understand running like they they hate this part but the mistake that people make when they Mm -hmm. start to run is they run too fast really okay very very important that about 80 to 90 percent of your training in a marathon or really any distance event to begin with is like at easy aerobic pace so okay. that would be a a heart rate depending on your age like i was about to ask that is there is a heart rate goal you shoot for oh yeah oh yeah so like 140 to like 155 okay so you my would be my sustained heart rate that i would be going for and that's good feedback is anything past that then you're actually doing a different type of workout like you're actually you're doing more of like a lactate threshold or you know more of a speed intense workout yeah so when i say like three to five miles or even this eight mile or or i can get up into higher distances i know that i can run a mile in or i think i can run a mile all out i I, I like the switch yeah and in like x amount of time which right now probably be like high five minutes Okay, but, but I'm, you know, maybe slightly under six, but I'm not touching that pace at all. Like I'm going like my goal was like eight and a half minutes a mile, really? which is okay. which, for, which is all relative. Like, so it's important that you don't compare yourself to other people because yeah. like I know Boston, people that like win the Boston Marathon, like their easy pace would be like my hard pace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you say the key for like that specific mar- marathon training is to keep your heart rate between i think you said about like between 120 140-ish around that range it's like it's a little higher like 140 to like 155 depending on your age so you can actually take like 180 180 is a good benchmark like there's a formula for it so you take 180 and you minus your age and then um you know that's kind of a a base heart rate that you should not try to exceed so for me that'd be like 153 Okay, so okay, so with that being said, like how much how much pressure do you feel like since you are training for the marathon, you kind of mentioned the Boston runners, like how much pressure do you feel to like exceed expectation almost? 
Um, that's a great question. That's a fun thing for me right now is at this point in my life, I have absolutely no expectation. It's perfect. Um, which is a beautiful place to start at because I, um, I did not like can kind of get back into this pattern I've gotten to in my life. Like I have to consider myself basically like starting from scratch. Yeah. Um, I have prior running experience, which running can be cumulative. Like that helps me Yeah. for sure. But uh, like one of the things that my college coach told me when he texted me, he was like, don't expect to be your old self like right away. So I have no expectations right at this moment. I probably will closer to race day because then I'll kind of have a better idea of where I'm at and have a lot more workouts under my belt. Yeah. But I'm, I'm doing this training alone too. So I'm not really having to compare myself directly to anybody. Uh, Yeah. I want to touch on that real quick too, because, you know, I think that having no expectation for yourself and and it's almost sounds counterproductive it sounds like it but in reality it's like you said it's a great place to be because I I you know being a trainer for x amount of years it's been a minute now like I think that we have so many like external factors out there that people just like compare themselves to so they get like in the zone that I have to meet this expectation by this point or I'm a failure when kind of like yeah. you said, coach mentioned, like, you're not going to beat your old self. So, you know, when I think of myself, like, you know, Pat back in the day, before I went to Methodist, I was Mr. You know, D1 wrestler. And, you know, I think I weighed like 113 pounds back then. And like, whenever I compare myself to Ben, I'm like, look, there is no way I'm getting back to that level of conditioning. This is not going to happen. <laughs> right. So, I love that, man. I love that. So. Let me ask this. So, like, besides, like, this new time that you're attempting this goal, when was the last time you went after, like, a similar goal? And, like, how long was that gap between each, like, time you went for it? Oh, man. I mean, so I guess the last time I went for, like, anything other than or any major goal was, mm. you know, I had kind of have to switch over to golf. Yeah. And that's it's kind of interesting being, like, a, a two-sport athlete i guess like uh when i first got out of college like i thought i was a good golfer and i was not like a great golfer compared to like what i thought i was you know going down to alabama i i've met some good golfers now and, and um i guess the first thing that i wanted to do like straight out of college was definitely like level up my golf game yeah so that like four years ago I like pretty intensely started practicing and, and trying to get myself a lot better. Um, but it's been, it's been a while. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to do it. I was like, man, you know, my older team, which is probably important to touch on would have been, let's hear it, man. You do all the things that, I said before, but instead of going home and channeling, you know, my energy into working out, mm. I would have sat on the couch and drank three beers or two, two, three beers, you know, yeah. and just absolutely not done anything with my body. And that was, you know, I, I know people that do more than that, 
like oh, trench sure. more than that possibly. Sure. Oh yeah, but we all did. Yeah. When when that's like something that you do every day. Yeah. That really kind of sets you back. For sure. And and that that pattern was what I was really trying to eliminate because it wasn't good for anybody. It wasn't good for me. You know, it wasn't good for my mental state. Uh, wasn't good for my marriage. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I think that she was getting upset about that. Yeah. So with that uh, being said, like, what was, sorry, cut you off. What was like that, like final straw for you to like, basically cut all that out and like focus back up? What was the final straw? Uh, the final straw is funny. Like I was having a conversation. We were having like a year end party Mm. for one of my ladies golf programs. Yeah. Funny enough, you know, we had a, I had a great group of ladies last year that were learning the game. I had like a player development program for them. And then, you know, I did my, my thank yous for the year. And then the rest of it was like a mix. And it's basically like a mix and like a mingle thing. I was talking to one of the ladies who's a, a really active person. I was yeah. telling her, you know, I've, you know, yeah, I used to run because she's a runner. And I was like, yeah, but I think I like peaked like when I was 18. She's like, no, that's kind of like BS. Like you definitely didn't. Like you should definitely go and do it again. Yeah. And sure. that was in December of last year. I was like, huh, like that's, I mean, that's, I'm, nobody's really told me that. Mm-hmm. And um, so we went through the holidays. I, I started to pick up, I picked up my running shoes, had like 20 or so miles on them like basically and i ran out of the (laughs) that i previously lived in and i ran like one mile and i almost threw up and i was just like you gotta be kidding me like this i'm so bad like this is so bad it's like i'm way worse out of shape than i thought so it was it was that moment of like lacing back up and then going for a run and realize just how out of shape you got was like like oh man that is so my parents, good yeah so my parents came over for christmas and did like the normal holiday stuff and you know we got some beers and some stuff like that so just kind of relax that time but pretty much at the start of the year or like a little bit before i was basically like you know what like i am not buying beer for the house anymore yeah. Like I'm done, you know, not that I have a problem or not that I'm, you know, necessarily like an alcoholic or something, but like, I just don't want to do it anymore. Like it's just wasting my time. So December was kind of like that get up and get back to it for sure. I love that, man. So, I mean, I love that the, the idea of going through your fitness journey and like lacing back up and realizing how out of shape you got. And then, like, identifying that, like, okay, like, these three beers a day, this is really, like, a catalyst to, like, something worse along the road. So, like, I think that's cool that you, like, basically your wake-up call was just noticing those two big things. So, so I'm going to ask you this, man. So, you know, with, with your journey being said, you know, going through all the things you went through, like, and obviously, you know, running being, like, your major benchmark for, like, your, you know, your fitness goals right now. Like, mm-hmm. what advice would you give to someone who is – not necessarily their goal is to, you know, reach a, a marathon goal, but just to, let's say they're contemplating, like, just starting back up. Like, what advice would you give them to, like, essentially, like, wake them up? What, what would you give them? 
to wake them up. Wake them up, man. We got to wake them up. Well, you know, I don't, I think that's a great question. Um, so to kind of combine that with, you know, my experience teaching people, mm. I don't know. Like, I don't know what I can tell somebody to wake them up. Yeah. Uh, that would be my best answer. Like if I got on here and told you, like I had the answer, I don't. Um, and I don't think that there is one. Um, I think a lot of that has to come from, from you. Cause you're the yeah. one that's going to have to do it. Like, uh, one of the running coaches that I follow on, um, on YouTube, he's like, we're talking about like the systematic wearing down of rubber on the bottom of your shoes every day. That's yeah. I love if that. You view. can get excited about that then you are already ahead of the game. But I don't know if there's anything that anybody can tell you, whether it's do you want to be a good golfer or do you want to be a good runner or do you want to be a good wrestler? I don't think there's anything that you can tell somebody that is going to wake them up. And that's one of those common questions, you know. Yeah. It's like, how do you motivate people? I don't know. Like, I don't even know. No, and to be they honest, gotta, like they gotta I, have a reason. Yeah, and I think to be honest, I think you honestly said it the best. I think like externally, you could always have those like positive motivators out there for sure. But I think, like you said, like internally, like you just have to have that light switch turn on. And sometimes that light switch is as simple as, "Oh my God, I suck at running a mile," or it can be as simple as, "I think these beers are becoming an issue." Like I think those little like those little things are definitely what kind of get you over to the overarching goal um i i think you said it perfectly man and you know we're gonna wrap up here soon but you know Noah, like give me give me like your last like big statement you want to give about like your journey like like how would you describe like your overall journey so far man like encompass it in like one big hurrah. um i think my overall journey has been uh well my overall journey from middle school to now uh mm. has been uh has been awesome has been like life-changing but it's been really really the only thing that's it's missing is consistency okay. uh, i've been i've been inconsistent over the years and i think through the inconsistency now that i'm realizing it i don't think that i've reached my full potential mm -hmm. so now i think with a, a sense of like determination yeah i think that um i think that i have a, a shot of being better than I, i've ever been yeah i i love that man and again just to be clear like i think i think you hit it in the head earlier when you mentioned like the no expectation and just kind of basically getting up and going man i think that is a great benchmark for anyone to start at you know whatever level of fitness journey you are at mm -hmm. um and no, I do. I, I do want to appreciate you, man, like volunteering and joining us today, man. Like, I, I think it's awesome to hear everyone's journey and really understand, like, where they're coming from and understand that not not every goal is how much weight can I lose or anything like that. It can be as simple as how far can I run or I want to get a marathon. You know, I think that's yeah. awesome. man. Um, and again, I want to thank you for joining me in this podcast, man. And, mm -hmm. you know, I want to make sure everyone follows you, man. Like, give us some plugs, man. What's the social media, man? Yeah, so um, social media, you can always reach me on Facebook. Uh, best place to reach me would be like Noah Miller Golf. That's where you can see, uh, you know, all my stuff. 
that's what I'm probably on the most. Mm. So between that and Facebook, and uh, I'll kind of leave you with like one of the quotes I've been thinking of every day um, from this person that I've been following is uh, he says, better to be consistently good than occasionally great. Oh, I love that. I think that I've, I've put a lot of stake into like trying to be occasionally great. Mm. And now I'm trying to be consistently good. Hey, that is, I love that quote, man. I mean, I think you said it best, man. Like perfections sometimes isn't the goal. Sometimes just literally showing up is the win for the day. I mean, I think you, we couldn't say it better than that. All right, Noah, I appreciate you joining me today, man. On that note, you guys, he said it best. Follow him on his social media. If you need golf lessons, you know who to talk to. It's the man with a plan. It's Noah, man. You know who it is. Yeah, go see a PGA professional and uh, let me know if you ever want to talk again, man. I'm happy to do it anytime. Oh, dude, you already know we're going to get a follow-up, man. You already know that. All All right, right, guys, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in today's podcast. On that note, we will catch you on our next one. And that's just like my indicator that I'm going to pause the audio there. Dude, I appreciate you being so open with this stuff, man. I love that. Yeah, man. That was awesome. You you put more in than I was more than I was hoping. I love that. Um, Thanks. So I've watched a lot of podcasts. I'm just uh, I'm so glad that you had me on to like be on it because, um, you know I I love the idea like, you know um, just for you and for me just to mm. kind of get it all out there. I'd yeah, love to share your story. Love to do a follow up one and talk a little bit more about you know what you do because we didn't even really get into any of the stuff that and how your journey's been since college oh yeah we definitely can next time man i I always tell people like look i'm the man in the shadows i just gave everyone else the love i gave them the light i'm the man in the shadows so bye man um i'm gonna make it because i I do gotta get to my next call bro i for real it's good just to catch up with you honestly man and i'm i'm happy to hear you're married and everything man that's i'm still working on that part of my life but it'll get there it'll get there um but just like i said like don't compare yourself to anybody, you know. Just get to do what you got to do. That's true, man. All right, Mr. Noah, man. I appreciate it. As always, it's a pleasure, man. I will catch you. I'm going to message you. I'm going to give you the links to everything, and then you can share it amongst whoever you want to share it amongst, too. We just we just start the trade, man. Let's have some fun. All right, boss. I'll see you, bro. Thank All right, you. man. Until next time. Yep.